Welcome back to the Hooper's Paradise Podcast. Damn. We're going to get real thoughts and opinions <laughs> from fans who love the game. Brought to you by your Hooper's favorite Hoopers. Hey, we are outside. <laughs> ACP, man. This Very has tough. been... We've been gone for a minute. I think I think we had to take a little emotional break. <laughs> Watching um, a lot of emotions went into that game six with the Raptors there. <sighs> so we had to take a little bit of a step back so we can uh, come back on here and provide our beautiful, beautiful community with accurate analysis and thoughts about <laughs> how the game went. Unbiased, <laughs> too. Unbiased, unbiased. We finna be completely unbiased in this pod. You know what? For the first time, I'm gonna try. You're gonna try? I'm gonna try. Let's get into it. I'm gonna try. Okay. So today we're gonna do a kind of a round one wrap up. Cause like, and this was a crazy round one, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. A lot of surprises, a lot of injuries. Uh, you could you could look at every series and be like, not one really disappointed. Yeah, I, that's actually fair to say. No, you know what? I'll whether there was I, whether I'll, whether there was drama or good basketball, I'll tell you the one that I found a little bit disappointing. Which one was that? No, I'll tell you when it's time. Actually, I probably know which one you're going with. All right, let, let's let's see. All right, first let's start with the Western Conference just to get it kicked off. Okay, for and sure. we're gonna start with the the one and eight seed, which was Phoenix and the Pelicans. Phoenix wins in six. We saw some Chris Paul heroics with Devin Booker going down. I think he, he finished game six, 14 for 14 from the field. Yeah, that's a, that's crazy. As a six-foot point guard, that's, I mean, taking jump shots. To finish 14 for 14 in a playoff game. It at just the age he's at. It just further adds to the guy resume. Like, you, he gets a ring. He's now in a conversation for best point guard of all time. So here's my thing. I always saw Chris Paul as the greatest point guard of all time. Sorry to anybody who might think that's Magic Johnson, but I think it's one of those things that the ring is just keeping him back. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of the times I'm an individual who likes to take the rings out of it because I feel like it kind of clouds people's arguments sometimes where it's like Chris Paul is like really a situational thing at times. Like there's just always been a team that's just a little bit better. I mean, and just just look at his past couple years where the trend where he's been on these younger teams where to me it's kind of like teams like houston shipped him off to okc to kind of like send him over there to die and the he takes his high basketball iq um his great communication and his great leadership and he he presents that to that young okc franchise and propels them to the playoffs i think in a top five seed if i'm not mistaken at the time yeah I right? think they were the they were the fifth seed. Correct, right? Mm -hmm. So now you you move over to Phoenix, who has that similar build of a young team but with no real leadership. And you can see the you could see the type of ceiling raiser that this guy is, man. You you put him on a team that's borderline and he'll put them over the top. He's a well, great player. Yeah, at this point, he's literally the definition of a point god. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't see any point guard better than him. And he had to Go through adversity again, losing Devin Booker. Imagine dropping third. Like, what do you have? Thirty-one in the first half, and then just getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which is crazy. But he found a way to to sneak by these 
these up and coming Pelicans. We like that trade that they made at the deadline. For sure. I think this is going to be a good team next year. Yeah, I think you you throw Zion in that mix. I mean, <laughs> Zion is what since he's been in the league is a what twenty five and twenty five seven and three guy. Yeah, I mean, you drop the yeah right. Like he has games where he's ten of thirteen. 13 of 16 it's i mean the guys just I've, you've never seen anything like it with at his size his athleticism his the way he's light on his feet and his ability to the lateral quickness his ability to move it now i see the pelicans put the ball in his hands so yeah, now you got it, now you, yeah go ahead no i was saying it is just to talk about that that ending in six we saw a lot of really good games from like one and eight seeds two and yep. seven seeds that we don't really normally see where even game six could have went either way with chris paul going 14 for 14 from the field which is crazy i mean just shout out shout out the league for creating some type of parody where it's now like you got teams who you would never not not normally pay attention to that are able to acquire these guys like cj mccullum that could bring them to now another level where it's like Okay, watch out. This is a team now you gotta pay attention to. Like they got a they got a bright future and they're young and CJ McCollum's a character guy, good leader. Yeah, I like I like that that team moving forward. Um we kind of had Phoenix finishing this in five games. It got extended to six, I think, mainly because of Devin Booker's injury. But yeah, we sure. saw the emergence of of Brendan Ingram showing up. CJ, that's that's gonna be a nice duel to go with Zion and we can't forget about Jonas had a great series and and Aiton showed that I'm worth that money yeah yeah shout out I just want to shout out DeAndre Aiton man like for him to be able to take another step up offensively to hold to be able to handle the more the workload of the more shots he's getting right the the workload of still your defensive responsibilities and roles doesn't change while we're adding this to your game and he he took it on and while he he thrived i mean Jonas still got off a couple of games but he's a pro's pro right yeah so he's gonna he's gonna get his sometimes but shout out deandre Ayton, man phoenix he deserved that i don't know if phoenix wants to tie up their cap like they put that. the money up at that point they gotta put them like he literally proved that i'm a max guy in my opinion in that series uh, is phoenix a small market yeah, yeah, I guess you can kind of say that. It'll be tough for them to have three max players. You, you want to know what it is? Their management is known not to pay. Yeah. The ownership there is known as a as an organization not wanting to pay the tax and go over the tax for things. So we'll see. But they're winning now. I mean, well, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, just just without that Devin Booker injury, Phoenix would have had this up maybe in four one. But good showing by the Pelicans. Nice to see. We we got a fun one. Memphis versus Minnesota. Memphis wraps it up in six games. Hey, shout out. My prediction was right. Memphis in six. Yeah. You had Memphis in six. Memphis I had Memphis six. in five. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it, sh it should have went seven. I mean, talk about meltdowns. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the minnesota timberwolves that's what i talked to you about the whole series when you watch them play throughout the year they're super talented but a lot of their guys are very inconsistent if you look at the jamar and you really look at it minnesota should have won this series 5-1 4-1 4-1 yeah yeah they were up they were up 20 in two what, different three quarters. times three times sorry three times <laughs> three, three times that's crazy 
but then but then that's just the resilience of of memphis what they've kind of been doing all year that they're just grinded they're like the new addition of what we thought like the grindhouse memphis grizzlies were back in the day where they were rough yeah just a younger version but now these are just a bunch of young athletic guys it's a little bit of a different look but same kind of feeling same personality they got the same like they kind of build again these small market teams got to build through the draft right so when you're going to the draft for the puzzle to be able to fit you got to bring guys in the locker room that are cut from the same cloth and a lot of those got met guys in that memphis grizzly locker room are cut from the same cloth man and their memphis has done a phenomenal job of building that organization starting with i was gonna say pow but <laughs> They weren't that good then. So starting with that that first time they made the playoffs with Shane Badier and Mike Miller and that man them. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> right? back Shout in the day. Out, right? Shout it out from then because ever since then they've just been building and building and building. And you know, to where they are now and they look good. They've done a good job uh, sneaking sure. Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Shout out the Canadian. Uh, Brendan Clark had an amazing series. Mm-hmm. The two Canadians. Um, yeah wow he looked like he was and he i keep like i i watched memphis summons like every time i would watch him play he was just playing spot minutes on memphis foul trouble he will come in like he wasn't a defined backup center and i guess maybe because of the play in steven adams and then you got you're gonna kind of stagger the minutes between steven adams and jaron jackson so it's mm -hmm. tough to squeeze him in i get that but wow talk about a showing and he strived in that kind of like small center because he came into the league more like a four but was playing a lot of five for them in this series so like kind of really strived in that that small ball five kind of role yeah he was just out there playing his heart out just making hustle plays he was at every loose ball like tip-ins everything and it was just great to see the two canadians kind of just thrive in the playoffs like that between him and dylan brooks and it was just wonderful to see this young Memphis Grizzlies, regardless being down the way they were, put it together. Um, big shout out to Desmond Bain, who was great too. Um, a nice little steal in the draft where people didn't want to draft him because he has small arms. But <laughs> hey, man, they got to stop with this. They got to stop with this. But he, he had a great showing. I mean, numbers don't lie, man. Desmond Bain's a, ba- a real, really good basketball player. And he fits well in that system. Fits well beside John Morant in the backcourt. Uh, they uh, every every game that they play as a young franchise like that is a learning experience, and just you can see them growing with each quarter. If you can see the mistakes, you can see them learning from it. Now you just get a little bit more consistency from John Morant as your leader, and boy, they'll they'll be a tough team to stop. Shout out the Grizzlies, man. Four two. Real quick. How do you feel about Ja giving his most improved trophy to Desmond Bain? Yo, that says two things to me. It says that Ja Morant's a real one, but I think that perspective was already known. And it also says to me that, like, Ja Morant thinks he doesn't belong in that category. I'm an MVP. Fact. So, yo, here you hold that. I don't need this. You hold that. Desmond Bain, it, it means more to you than it means to me. Let's get the NBA to change our name on that. We keep that between you and I. And we keep it moving. I'm in the MVP talks. That was beautiful to see just as a teammate. For sure. Um, a leader. Great to see. Real quick. Minnesota. Anthony Edwards, I think, is a star in the making. I mean. We'll see the passing of the torch going to him in terms of kind of the leader of the organization, in my opinion. 
he i mean he he's 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 a he's an amazing talent man like that guy seems like he could almost score at will from me looking at the minnesota timbers and him play he's really got to develop his playmaking like every time he puts the ball on the floor he's putting up a shot or going to the rim there's not one time i see him made an extra pass and i think like the addition of chris finch hopefully he'll teach him the right way to play basketball but you you teach you teach that kid Anthony Edwards the right way to play basketball with his talent. He, you're you're looking at maybe his ceiling of Dwayne Wade. But then yeah. if you if you keep somebody with that type of talent, but then keep allowing them to make the same mistakes and develop the bad habits that they're developing, you're gonna look at uh, De'Aaron Fox. And there's just a difference in cachet and winning there. So hopefully, hopefully Chris Finch can put that culture in there of winning and doing things the right way and treating it like how you would any other type of job atmosphere. And I think I think he'll be okay from that standpoint. That man is the definition of a of an athlete for sure. Football he looks player. like a football player playing basketball. <laughs> right? <laughs> we kept saying that. We kept right. like when we were messaging back and forth, like, "Yo, this man looks like a football player playing basketball." It's for crazy. sure, for sure, man, for sure. His athleticism is off the charts. So, at 20 years old with a, a team in Minnesota that has no expectations, I mean, you allow him to play through those mistakes and allow him to grow from that standpoint from through the experience but i just hope somebody's correcting them when they show the game film and then when they show him driving to the basket there's three mans on him they're showing him yo you could have passed the ball here here and here and this is what will make you and your teammates a better player agreed yeah yeah but he's a he's a killer though don't get that twisted <laughs> so moving on we had the warriors beat denver in five we kind of all anticipated this one. Yeah, we've seen um, that coming. They're lucky it wasn't a sweep. We've seen that coming. Golden State was great. We're seeing the emergence of Jordan Poole. Oof. Their new death lineup of, what is it? Steph, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond. Clay. And Clay. Oh, my. That's a crazy small ball lineup. I'm excited to see it moving forward in this series. It's what we expected. Jokic is playing without Jamal Murray and and the ghost of Michael Porter Jr. So we're, we're gonna see those guys next year and what they look like full strength. But yeah, there are there for I mean, shout out Jokic to be able to carry them to a top six seed by himself. Essentially, I know. Don't get me wrong. There's guys that help Will Barton. Shout him out. Um, the 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 rookie off the bench, Highland. Shout him out. Aaron like, Gordon they got, had a pretty good season, right? They got some productions in some play in some places, but man, they get they get Murray back, they get Michael Porter Jr. back, and they can keep them healthy, and they're able to play a little bit of defense because on most nights they're gonna outscore you. So they mm. could they could play a little bit of defense. They'll be uh they'll be a tough out in the playoffs. But we seen, we seen, I mean, just quickly, we seen, we seen Golden State sweep. Yeah, that we seen real that. Quick. Yeah, that was real quick. <laughs> um, Dallas beats Utah in six. Listen, man, I'm sick and tired of Utah, man. <laughs> it, I'm hey, sick, blow it up. I'm sick and tired of seeing them putting the same product on the court. Like, and I'm not even a Utah fan. I'm sick and tired of it. They gotta, they gotta blow it up. You gotta choose. You gotta choose who the best player on the floor. So you obviously you're gonna you're gonna choose Donovan Mitchell. I mean, just because for the production Rudy Rudy Gobert is giving you defensively, he's not worth the two hundred and fifteen million dollars you're gonna have to pay him. 
but this is the scary part, CP. You you trade Rudy Gobert. You know you're not going to get much back. That's going to improve your roster. No, you will. You will. You're going to get. You're going to get Rudy Gobert is what two time All Star Defensive Player of the Year. What are, you're going to get you... a star, a young player, and a draft pick. <laughs> Good luck. Like for uh... example, like for example, like Julius stays going to New York. You would get Julius Randle, who's a young player. Cam Reddish and a pick, and we give you Road Rudy Gobert. New York's not doing that. No, no, I'm not saying there. I'm just saying like that's the, the structure of a trade. I think they get worse losing Rudy Gobert. It's going to be hard for them to keep Donovan Mitchell. You've heard me say this for the last little bit. No matter what they do, I think they're going to end up having to blow everything up. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be asking for a trade if it's not next season it's the season after because the, the next off season because i know he's on like three years left on his yeah. deal yeah i think he's too big for utah i don't think he likes it there i think it's time for him to move on to a bigger market in my opinion and it, that's what i see from him um i'll be honest man just sometimes the grass is not always greener you know no no team values you as much as the team that drafts you and you see that in guys like westbrook when you leave okc or ben simmons soon you'll see when he leaves philadelphia or just those are just little, little examples right it's only certain guys that like lebron and kd that could control their destiny and their future all these other guys lose value when they leave so i just i just hope that he pick, picks the right situation and the right fit because that could that could go left for him you're you're in a spot you're in a you're in a place where you're the face of a franchise there's only there's 30 teams in the nba there's only 15 faces i mean 30 faces you gotta that's a tough that's tough to walk away from i think he could be the face in a couple other places though i think he's a real talent so we'll see I, I, we, I we, we just we'll both see. agree that utah gotta blow it up 100 however they do it they just gotta blow it up Dallas, we we learned what we already know. Luca's real. Oh my gosh, Luca is the real deal. Uh, babe, LeBron without the athleticism. Take out Luca. Jalen Brunson is real. Yo, he's gonna get close to a max deal this offseason. Yeah, when when you when we were talking about like during the regular season, he's gonna get that Fred kind of deal. Oh, he passed he's that. beyond that Fred. Oh deal yeah, for sure. Know. He's beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. that Fred deal. The, yeah, the way yeah. he stepped up with Luca being out was insane. He kind of showed that you can rely on him. And this is in a, I mean, this is in a playoff setting. We knew he was good in the season, but to come into the playoffs now where teams are keying in and locking in on you, that's just a whole nother different level of basketball. And wow, he looked, uh, I seen him tool up Rudy Gobert in, in, in the paint. <laughs> Multiple you know, times. You know those drills, Jamar, where we were younger, when our coaches had us do one-on-one uh, -on -one in the paint, you couldn't step outside of it? Yeah. Yo, he cooked him in the paint. <laughs> His footwork is, in, it's like perfection. Yo. His footwork is incredible. Mid-range. He's like that old-school point guard. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, right? No. So, yeah. like, that's why I'm, I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying he reminds me of Chris Paul, the way he works in that mid-range area yeah for sure and how he picks his spots he's not chris paul i'm just saying like he gives me that old school point guard vibe that kind of chris paul also gives me where it's like they make such great decisions in that mid-range area you don't know if they're ever going to pass or shoot it it's just they leave defenses frozen 
they definitely have similarities, especially when you're talking about playing in the pick and roll and getting downhill and, and being able to take what the defense gives you in the modern NBA, which is that mid-range jump shots. He picks guys apart. Kid's good, man. Yeah, Kid's really I, good, yo. Dallas, Dallas, like I said, was my, I said it before, that's my dark horse to kind of win the West. Sucks, though, because you could already see his destiny's not in Dallas anymore, but that Spencer Dinwiddie trade. Yeah sucks i think but, we'll see we'll see actually what do you put on can you, you think dallas can we'll see that's I one want, of those we'll see i want him to go to a team where he will be able to have the ball in his hands and thrive and allow his leadership to be able to show in his play if you understand what i'm saying but i'm seeing like like getting rid of porzingis kind of made us just realize that Dallas might already have that one-two punch they were looking for. Another ball handler for Luka to take him off the ball at times. They have someone who's going to run their offense when he gets off the floor. He can shoot it so he can play off of Luka. Luka can shoot it a little. He's getting better at shooting the three so he can play off of Brunson. Like I kind of like this kind of thing they got going on here, but we'll see because I don't yeah, know for if sure. it's going to be able to work moving forward. Because they, they give up some things defensively. Yeah. Um, Miami beats the Hawks in five. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed in Trey Young. Um, there was a stat that showed me, man, for the for the series he averaged fifteen point five points per game. It's the lowest. It's the biggest decrease in points from season to to playoffs in NBA history. I'm not too mad at him. He's playing the 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 best team in the east um he's losing capella john collins just coming back from injury which were basically what you can borderline say is his next two best players in some people's eyes miami's one of the best defensive teams in the nba with eric spostra they're designed so well to to defend guards between like bam jimmy kyle um, PJ Tucker, who like made his life a living house. So I'm not too mad at him. He's young. He'll come back. He'll be better. I don't look too deep into that. Miami came in and did exactly what the the one seed supposed to do to the eighth seed. Yeah, yeah, facts. I mean, you know, Jamar, you know, I rate you as an analyst. You look at the positive side of things. Like most people will sit here and trash on Trey Young, but no, you you give the Miami Heat credit for being able to stop him. It's just a matter Yo of perspective, you know. I like talk that. about Eric Spostra, one of the best coaches in the NBA with the roster that he has right now. They've been the best team in the East for damn near the whole year with injuries and all, all this stuff going on. And give them their credit, man. We knew this was going to happen. Trey Young was was in the Atlanta Hawks were already at a disadvantage like four or five games. With that being said. I do expect a little bit more from Trey Young, not from the standpoint of all uh, your numbers translating to wins, but I do expect you to be able to, as a as a basketball player that's in that upper echelon in the NBA of guards, I do expect you to have more than fifteen points per game for the series. What I'm I'm kind of looking. You at can it you can you can be efficient. You can be inefficient, Jamar. I don't care. You're in the playoffs, so empty the clip because. You gotta look at that. There's no, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. 
So you got to empty the clip. You got to come out there and shoot 40 shots. I watched DeMar DeRozan against Milwaukee Bucks, right? When we were when we were playing back in those series. Come out here and shoot 35 shots. Empty the clip and we won that game. Nobody had anything to say. And we were down in that series. We ended up beating them. You got it. You can't come out here at Trey Young and have same things we say about James Harden. Similar type of role, ball in their hands, dictating the pace and play the game. You can't have 12 shots, 13 I just, shots. I just, you can't. I just think the way he was getting pressure, PJ Tucker picking him up full court, Jimmy Butt. And then and then when they're trying to go pick and roll, he got Bam and Jimmy switching yep. to him. Yep. I watched the possession where he had to deal with PJ Tucker picking him up full. Pick and roll, he gets Bam switched onto him. Pick and roll again, he gets Jimmy on him. I'm like, yo, man, like this is this is tough for a guy who's already had to carry the workload that he had to carry all season. I don't think I so, look at it Mardo. similar to the John Morant. Weapons. Pardon me? They have weapons. I look at it similar to the John Morant situation where it's like John Morant didn't play his best, didn't have his best series. Trey Young didn't have their best series. These are two young guards in the NBA. We're talking early 20s. They're gonna be forces to reckon with for a while is what oh, i'm seeing sure. out of them so i i'm not over i'm not looking into this too much just because i see that miami did what they were supposed to do to a oh, young guard i i agree with you for sure jamar just i think you could i think yeah i don't i don't expect like i said i don't expect the wins to i don't expect your numbers to translate to wins but i do expect you to be a little bit more aggressive i feel you yeah just a little bit more like if you shoot if you go out go out swinging that's what I want to see. I want to see you. you it's, it's the best team in the East. You're going to have some problems. They got a great coach, like you mentioned. They, they're a well-coached team. They, uh, they they Look at the, all their defenders along the perimeter. They switch five. It's just you You got you just got to be a little bit more aggressive. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. The Celtics beat Brooklyn in four. Hey, that's laughable, man. I just want to let me listen. Shout out Jason Tatum <laughs> for turning the corner. I always, we always, everybody, the whole world knew that that he had it in him. Jalen Brown looks like the Batman that's gonna be able to take them over the top. They got the def, I mean, look like the Robin. Sorry, they got the defense, the switchability, the length, the athleticism, and the leadership. Not only from the coaching staff, but on the floor as well. From Marcus Smart. And hey, let me shout out. Let me let me apologize to Marcus Smart here real quick. Ah, thank you. It's about time. Not for the dive. I think that was a dirty dive. But what I'm going to apologize to Marcus Smart for is when we first started this pod, I, I, you asked a question about Marcus Smart. My answer to you was, I don't believe that he could lead the Boston Celtics as a starting point. I told point you about his to, improved playmaking. And yeah. And I just want to, man, he has, he has surpassed all my expectations of his impact offensively while still maintaining his values and his his values and his his weight defensively it that's tough to do man like those guys are on an island every single night guarding the best offensive players in the world and man he wow shout out marcus smart man i owe you an apology big dog there it is I'm going to say it quickly. One, I warned you about them Boston Celtics. You did. <laughs> you did. And how talented they are, their switchability and all that stuff. Actually, they, they went above and beyond of what I thought about them. I did predict Brooklyn to win the series just because I had a lot of respect for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But I'm starting to realize that there's a changing of a guard here. These young guys are coming in. 
And them losing was kind of good for basketball in ways because mm-hmm. we saw them kind of just lax the days go through the, the season. KD, don't get me wrong, he, he played his heart out in terms of regular season and, and, and stepping up and doing what he had to do. But Boston's outcoached them. Boston outplayed them. Boston was way more prepared than them. That shows you that that regular season that people keep saying does not matter. It matters. That's what I learned from that series, in my opinion. We mm-hmm. keep saying the regular season does not matter. It matters. We saw it last year with the Los Angeles. What was it? Last year with the Los Angeles Lakers when they lose the Phoenix in the first yeah. round. Yeah. I mean, that was AD and We AD can't and say that they lost. Injured. Regardless, they right, lost. Man, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say regardless, they lost. We're starting to see that the regular season does matter. You got to be able to have guys on the floor to put this together and create a culture. Have, have things that you actually do have an identity. Brooklyn did not have an identity. They had Kevin Durant the whole year, Kyrie Irving out damn near half the year, James Harden kind of leaving, bringing in Ben Simmons. He doesn't play. So it was just a mess. And we gave them the respect because of who they were. And we didn't look at the production on the actual basketball court. Boston Celtics head coach Udoka did an incredible job planning for how to slow down and stop Kevin Durant. And it was beautifully done. I was saying some games KD was making the right plays, mm-hmm. but to the point to the point you made about Trey Young, sometimes the right play is making the bad play. And sometimes like you just gotta empty that clip. Yeah, for sure. Because um, it was the game that he had 16, I thought he kept making the right play, the right play, the right play. And I was like, if he wasn't Kevin Durant, he's playing a great game. But because you're Kevin Durant, I'm gonna need you to empty the clip. Yeah, you can't. You can't have. Again, you can't have 11 shots. And you're like, you're still Kevin Durant. You go seven for 11. That's a bad game. That's that for for 90 percent of the NBA. That's a great game. But you, but just based based on you being who you are, you got to bring a little bit more. But like I said, Jamar, you were you were you were you've been right about a lot of things about these Brooklyn Nets. If I must say so myself, pop your collar, my brother. Shout it out. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, it seemed like they had distractions all year long. They never were able to develop develop any type of culture or continuity or identity, like you said. And it's tough to to win an NBA championship like that. To be able to win an NBA championship, all your stars have to align. Yeah. And they were they were just all over the place. But I mean, let's not forget before all these injuries and uh, I mean, I know James Harden was on the team, but they were first in the East. Yeah. And that's why I said I'm still going to give Kevin Durant his respect at the way he played this season. And he he played an incredible season. I'm not one of those guys where after somebody has a bad series, I'm writing them off. Kevin Durant is still one of the top three players on the planet. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. It's just. I mean, it, it, it kind of was like they basically just loaded up on Kyrie, loaded up on KD, and I'm going to let everybody else beat you. And unfortunately, I just didn't see Steve Nash make any adjustments until the last game where he was looking for different lineups to be able to create some type of spark. And I was really tough on Steve Nash this season talking and i realized even when i went through my last spill he was like literally dealt a, a 
tough hand. Like when yeah. you think of James Harden leaving and kind of giving up on the team, Kyrie not being there, and then Kevin Durant getting hurt, like he just had to constant. How could he form an identity with guys not on the floor? So Steve Nash deserves another year. Yeah, um, for we'll sure. see if he can really coach again next year. But he's had two years now where it's like he he hasn't had his roster on the floor. We'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what he can really do. I think. I think all great point guards are good coaches. I think he just needs to find his voice. Being a guy who just finished player playing and like you're, he's still kind of the men them. Like the like the guys he's coaching, he played against. Yeah, Aldridge, Katie, Kyrie, Blake Griffin. Like you know what I'm trying to say, and I'm sure there's others that I'm missing. So he just has to find his foot in, find his voice, find his confidence. I mean, these are, these are things I hear Nick Nurse say. So, <laughs> and he's doing a <laughs> phenomenal job. So, I mean, they the book will be okay. You know yeah, I, mean? I think they're gonna be very good next season. Yeah, you got to. Ben Simmons hopefully get well, man. You're gonna have three guys who are on five year deals, and it's just that's gonna be your core locked in, and you just gotta figure out your play style and who you're b- f- filling in around that. But they'll be fine. People don't look at Brooklyn and think, oh my God, no, they'll be fine. <laughs> I actually wanted to speak on this real quick just because I know he's taking a lot of heat. I do I do pray and hope that Ben Simmons does get well. And whatever he's going through, he can figure that out. Just being a former athlete and kind of understanding, what, I can't even understand what kind of pressure he's going through just because of the level that he's playing at is a yeah. level that I've never played at before. But we're talking about a guy who's been the number one player and in the spotlight for damn near half his life and you know what if if he's going through some mental health concerns and and can't really get on the floor yet man i'm gonna tell him to take his time to be honest because there's no no game no no money nothing that's worth kind of like your mental health right yeah i I agree 100 but i mean uh, sometimes you just got to do it jamar you just and I understand. I, I didn't think that he should have came back in the middle of a playoff series. I didn't think yeah. that made sense. Didn't make so, sense. So no problem. I think they're just giving excuses because his team and his management didn't feel like he should come back in a playoff setting either. So you know, finish off the they finish off the year, but you put Ben Simmons over there in a starting point guard spot, and you got Steph. I mean, you got Steph. Wow, you got Kyrie and KD, KD moving Steph. around, running. Joe Harris there. will be back. Hey man, shout! Watch out for Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. the Bucks beat the Bulls in five games. Yeah, maybe they beat the brakes off the Bulls, like I. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it came out today exactly what we thought. Zach Levine's, we knew he was hurt, but now they're saying on a good day his knee was fifty percent. That you see those type of things. Who put that out? Chicago. I don't know. He's I, a free I agent. read it somewhere today, though. He's a free agent. So why are you releasing that information? Ooh. And I trying saw that DeJounte Murray already started recruiting him over to, to San Antonio. <laughs> Yo. He ain't leaving, though. I don't know. Well, what makes you say that? I don't believe Levine's leaving. He got a nice little thing going on in Chicago. I think he's exactly the type of scorer the Raptors need. <laughs> All right. So the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> The Bucks, the Bucks are everything that we thought the Bucks were gonna be. I know yeah, that yeah. the Bucks were damn near all of our picks to come out of the East. Um, yeah, 
Giannis is CP. I keep saying it. That's that's the best player on the planet, man. Most dominant. I'm gonna have to say he's the best player on the planet at this point. Most dominant. Kevin, he uh he's hard. He's really hard to stop. He's hard to game plan for because you can't. He's just so strong that and so long and athletic. That guy could take one dribble from the three point line and get to the rim. And it's like, how do you defend that? If he gets through this next series without Chris Middleton and beats the Boston Celtics, with I, I know like the whole Brooklyn Nets situation was a, a combination of things. Yeah. Like I just said, it wasn't just like KD and Kyrie played bad. It was like they didn't have an identity. Oh yeah, listen. Guys on the floor, they didn't have the right. Like there was a lot of things going on. But if Giannis comes out of this series and and somehow squeaks past these Celtics without Chris Middleton, there's no way you cannot call that man the best player on the planet. Because the way we're talking about this Celtics defense right now, we're talking about it like it's all worldly. It's the greatest defense we've seen in like 20 years. Yeah, it's really good. And he, and if he comes in and he beats the brakes off of these guys after who I know you think is the best player on the player right on the planet right now just got swept. Kevin Durant? Yeah. I mean, there's more that goes into that. Jamal. I know there's more that goes yeah. into it, but I'm just saying that's 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 just a little bit of a bad I think I think KD the most skilled player. I think Giannis the most dominant. Like I think okay. there's different categories. You know what I'm trying to say? I think like they both impact winning differently, but equal. Okay, I got you. That right? makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's exactly what we expected, regardless if Levine was healthy or not. Oh, yeah. We, we all kind of agreed that the Bucks were going to wrap this up in five. DeRozan would have had to... He had the, the one game they won, he had, what, 45 or something like that? Yeah. The, he would have had to average that for the series, for them to <laughs> for them to even have a chance. And, and that one that they won by 45, it went to, like, overtime. They needed every point he gave. He gave. And, and you're not sustaining that. I mean, it's just tough. It's tough to see them getting beat four times firstly right now if they if they go through the celtics we're looking at back-to-back champions in my opinion i don't think they beat golden state ah yeah we'll see man i I like i like that though i like that matchup yeah i don't think they beat golden state i think now let's not get there yet okay 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 okay, okay, don't get ahead of yourself man let's see if the warriors get there let's see if milwaukee get let's take it round by round this all right bet 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 um the damn philadelphia 76ers beat the toronto raptors in six games yo f philadelphia i want to shout out the (laughs) toronto raptors real quick man we they came into this season espn on their nonsense projected raptors to win what 33 34 games or some stupidness like that of course just like we do in raptors fashion like we do every single year we come in here we blow out expectations you see the you see the emergence on who pascal really is when he's comfortable when he's at home when he has his family with him you see the difference the setting makes right everybody wants all the all these raptor haters jamar we know who the raptor haters are all oh, these coming Ra- for them regardless <laughs> if they lost this series we're coming for them because we were still screaming Raptors in seven when they were down 2-0, 3-0. It didn't matter. The energy Raptors didn't change. Energy didn't change, you know. But you got you got these guys. I mean, they 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 surpass every expectation, Jamar. They, they 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 allow Nick Nurse to coach them how hard, and 
they they got there they're a bunch of character guys like i always say there's every there's every single one of those guys on that team except for gary chen jr i don't want to date my daughter they're all carry they're all they're all character guys that you you love you you want to cheer for and you want them to see them do well and shout out just shout out the raptors man they're big things coming scotty barnes rookie of the year pascal all nba pascal freddie all-star freddie van vliet Yes, this sir. was a hey, the emergence of Precious Achua. That guy has some confidence. I love the swag, right? Chris Boucher coming into a contract year. I don't know, man. He, he, they, he they might, gonna, hey, they he gonna might, hear more about us. Definitely, we're gonna do a Raptors wrap up show, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, like, Philly, they're in trouble and beat out indefinitely with a concussion yeah. and a fracture in his face yeah that's tough um james harden's gonna have to step up but i see yeah they're in trouble we can't yeah don't even bring that up because yeah let's just leave them alone the, yeah, that's philly, not even philly, philly philly won the series in six they played well joel Embiid was dominant looked like the mvp he was for majority of the series made some big shots big plays shout um, out tyrese maxi yeah, shout out Tyrese Maxey for stepping up. Young kid, um, but that was the definition of seeing how players are better, role players like that, and guys like not just a role player, but guys like that are better at home. Look how Tyrese Maxey looked at home, and then look how he looked in Toronto. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's tough. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get these. We gotta fill out the Raptors bench somehow. We gotta. I mean, I think we need to add a big. I know, I know, I know. We see, we see the the great job Nick Nurse can does, but can do by by his swarming defense. But I think we need a big for that initial coverage, that initial two to three seconds where Joel has had the ball, has the ball yeah. where he's able to make that move. He so we have a guy that's able to body up on him, or at least me be able to meet him at the rim and match him for length before the help gets there. We so I think we add that to the roster. Uh, we have the second round pick coming in and, you know, Raptors have the best development staff and have the best uh, scouting staff in the NBA. So we're going to find we're going to have fine talent there. Uh, you, you're going to you're going to count on a lot of internal growth. Right. Mm -hmm. Guys, the guys we already mentioned, I expect Pascal to come back better. I expect Fred to get his health together and come back better because he got tooled up. <laughs> he got hey, tooled like up. There's, there's nothing really more to say, but no. I just definitely want to tell people expect for that Raptors wrap up because we're going to go all the way in, yeah, give out some awards, break down this season and really start. Um, and we definitely calling out some Raptor fans personally on that pod. So-called hey, hey, Raptor fans. We might even we might even have them on the pod. Oh, yeah. Because. We got to bring them on. The, we got to bring them on the pod. Just but because. before before we wrap up this Raptors versus Philly series. I know I said I'm gonna leave everything for the for the Raptors pod. Yeah. Pascal, I'm apologizing to you on behalf of a lot of fans in Toronto. Okay, talk to him. Here we go. Talk hey, to keep him. doing your thing, brother. Keep keep doing your thing. I'm apologizing to you on behalf of a lot of fans in Toronto. Hey, that's important though. That's important. He needs to know that yo, the city didn't mean it. We were we were little we were little headstrong little high coming off that 2019 championships and our expectations were a little out of whack for you. We, we we're here with you, Pascal. We're rocking with you. 
right now you are a guy just keep working hard stay in the gym and every uh, like stay positive and spin as much as you want as much as you <laughs> you spin in circles as to. much as you want young man uh, <laughs> cp i'm gonna ask you a couple couple quick joints yeah, yeah talk to me all right yo uh most surprising thing from round one what what surprised you the most about round one what surprised me the most uh i gotta i can give you two um i'm gonna give you the emergence of jalen brunson and and the emergence of jason tatum I might have to agree with you, but I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was my biggest surprise around one. And then I'll, I'll, I'll double down and say Jordan Poole. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. He's yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. He, he, he took that most improved player very, very personal. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, disappointing team around one. Hey, man. Shout out to Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody expects us to say the Brooklyn Nets, but like, nah. like we said, when you break down the combination of circumstances that was going on, but really, it's very different. Utah Jazz, especially with Luka being out, what, the first two games? That's, uh, that's listen, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Time to break that, that up, man. That that's just sounds like people don't even want to be there at that point. Yeah, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, let it go, man. If we lose this series without Luka, they'll really break us up. That's crazy. Yeah, um, but, my, but definitely Utah, most disappointing team. Definitely. Um, disappointing player of round one. Um, I'm going to have to give it to my man, Katie. Or Trey Young. Well, I'll probably go with Katie. Just because. I expect I, a little bit more from him. Yeah, that's how I saw it, too. It came down to Trey Young and KD. Um, but I went with KD just because the expectations are way higher. Yeah, for sure. Especially when he's in that upper echelon of of NBA talent. We're talking about a top 75 player. And I'm going to double down and not say Trey Young. Kyrie is getting away with a murder right now because he was also very, very bad. Yeah, he was awful. But nobody's talking about it. We're just, we're just stuck on how bad KD was. And I think the reason why we're stuck on KD is because we... We never thought we would see him ever play that bad. I just think like Kyrie has more, not more important, but more, uh, <laughs> more hitting headlines that would take that, that can turn, that could spew the negativity around him better than saying, oh, he had a, he, he averaged 18 points per game for the series. No, let's sit here and bash him because he was a bad the creative perspective or the narrative he was a bad teammate uh he created distractions which he did no problem and you know whatever else they want to say about the man so that that's why i think he gets away with it and like you said just add on kevin durant doesn't play like this normally like what the hell yeah shout out to boston celtics defense and how committed they were to paying attention to detail and stuff like that but definitely KD has to go down as our disappointed player for round one. And I know that hurts us because we're both big KD and Kyrie. Huge, fans. huge, huge. Um, I mean. The MVP of round one. Who you got? Ooh, that's a good one. MVP of round one. You know what, Jamar? I'm going to go with the same reason, same person that you're going to go with. I'm going to go with Steph Curry, but I want you to explain why. 
Oh yeah. I, want I think you to he what... he kind of got forgotten in in this round one. Yeah. I know people probably expected us to say Jimmy, mm-hmm. Giannis, mm-hmm. or Tatum, but we're talking about or even Chris Paul. Yeah. He. Yep. Yeah. But we are talking about a superstar. What some people see as a top ten player ever. Mm-hmm. The greatest shooter ever. Mm-hmm. Humbly come off the bench and still make an impact to be a leader for his team. Isn't that something? How much guys would have pouted? Special, man. Like, wow. I always called him and Kevin Durant the two most unselfish superstars of all time. Steph just took that over by like a long shot because that's beautiful to see that this man came off the bench and was still like jumping up and down supporting his teammates like it was just beautiful he's a regular guy it, but it, it creates that creates such a great working environment as a basketball team because then it puts it in a perspective where now okay steve kirk can coach stephen curry a certain type of way can talk to him a certain type of way what makes you think he the best friend of the team what makes you think anybody else below that can't be spoken to like that or can't be held to that same accountability right and it's it's just Shout out Tim Duncan, another unselfish superstar. Yeah, kind of, my right? bad. I forgot about him. Right, super he, he gets put in that unselfish superstar category. Right. So I mean, those guys, those guys are are hard to are hard to replace, and that's why they're faces of organizations for years and years and years. It's just wow. I don't know. I don't know. Outside of those three stars, Kevin Durant. Uh, what's his name? Tim Duncan and Stephen Curry. I don't know any superstar that's gonna do that. So I'm about to... For another player. I'm about to get you a little bit upset again. Okay. Just because I know this is going to be the media conversation. I know we like to separate ourselves from the average media people. Yeah. The rest of this playoffs can be very, very haunting for Kevin Durant. I'm going to give you two reasons. I gave you one already if Giannis messes around and goes and beats the Celtics. Yeah. The second one is... If Steph Curry goes and wins another championship without him, oh, without him, crap. <laughs> that I'll just will... further push the narrative that you would you were never the guy in Warriors uh, in uh, Golden State. I'll take it a step further. It's going to start to push that narrative that Kevin Durant is not the superstar that we think he is. But, it sounds crazy, but this is what they're going to push. I'm not saying we're going to push it. I'm saying what people are going to push. No, no, I'm not. But here's the thing, Jamar. I don't agree with you. I mean, I'm sorry. I do agree with you. Those guys that are supremely skilled, what have they done when they're on their own? Kevin Durant got to the finals. As a leader, I'll give him that. Against the Miami against the Miami Heat, they lost in, what, five? And it was yeah. a close series. And, and don't get it twisted. I remind people. That Celtics-Brooklyn series was a lot closer than it looked. They lost in four games, but those were four good games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the a couple of bounces here, missed shots there. That series can change, go either way. But I do think that is something that the media will definitely push yeah. if Steph and Giannis are very successful moving forward in these playoffs. That's like KD's, not his worst nightmare, because we know KD's personality and who he is as a person. Like, he don't give a damn. Yeah, but like sure. that's what they're gonna push like was kevin durant ever really it was he did we overvalue kevin durant because we fell in love with the scoring and the, which they really haven't he's really that guy but that's just what's gonna be thrown out there for sure 
I mean, I just I just look at those supremely talented guys like that when they've been by themselves. Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, James Harden. It take it's only certain guys that can carry. I mean, Kevin Durant joined a 73 win team joint. Yeah. That won without him before. Obviously, now you add Kevin Durant to that team, they're gonna be flipping unbeatable. That's not that's not rocket science. That's like you you and I could have stood up there and coached that team and they'll win. No, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree. That's the point that I don't agree with people because we've seen on so many occasions now where it takes a special kind of coach to put talent like that together at the at the youth level, at the even all the way to the professional level. Jamar, to balance we... the, the personalities and the balance to get them to run through offenses and, and, and go through an actual an identity when you have three or four guys who feel like they can just score whenever they want that's hard to do yeah but you're talking about two of the most unselfish superstars ever you're also it, talking about someone who comes from this perspective and Draymond Green is why do I shoot and so that's why when you look at, when you look at the leaders and shots for games it's always Clay Thompson yeah, but you know what? But still, it still takes a coach to design that and put it together. It couldn't just be anybody. Jamar, I think we're good it. enough coaches where we can put a system together and put not, the guys but, talented yo, enough like Kevin CP, Durant. You, it looks that easy, <laughs> but like if it was that easy, then yeah. again, the Brooklyn Nets would have had a way better season right now. No, nah, I think Nash, Steve Nash is a horrible coach. You feel what I'm saying, though? Like, it's not that easy to just throw it together. No, nah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I was just trying to dumb it down. Like, yeah. I think basically trying to say, like, if they just had some better coaching, it would have been a little bit different. But I, w I will say, though, that uh, I was kind of. It's just going to be it's just going to be a tough time for Kevin Durant if those guys are very successful. I can see that. I can see the media, the media pushing those type of narratives. Yeah, Automatically, sure. Steph Steph jumps him in the all time, yeah rankings. Yeah, so yeah especially if Steph away. gets a Finals MVP. Yeah, for sure. yeah, he jumps him. Yeah, um, sure. We're gonna switch the speed of things. What you got is the uh, the highlight of round one. Okay. What you got? Listen, there's a there's two. The 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 honorable you mention. You one, man. Yeah, Why you, you always want to go with two, man? I I'm asked giving you, for a highlight. you. I'm giving you the honorable mention. <laughs> okay, what's the honorable, the honorable mention? mention? The honorable mention is gonna be Jalen Brunson tooling up Rudy Gobert in between the lines. Footwork, right? Yeah, for sure. But shout out John Morant coming down the lane. <laughs> Yo, can I pull that up? Hey, you have it? Yeah, I'm, I'll pull it up, man. Pull we gotta up. pull that up, man. That was Shout that was crazy. Coming down the lane, man. That was crazy. That guy is so springy. Oh, show me right here. Okay, swiftness. I had to. Let me see what's up. So he just. Uh, I'm six one. Screen. Ah, uh, snake the screen. Ah. Uh. Holy, Jamar, what do you think it feels like to be up there like that in there? I never want to know. <laughs> Because if I was ever, if I ever had that kind of ability, nobody would like me on the planet. Yeah, but you can see why he has the confidence he has. That man oh did. My gosh, bro! That just, man did. It. I just gotta remind young guys that this guy was not highly recruited and found randomly in an auxiliary gym. It's crazy. That's definitely the highlight of round one. It's crazy. There's no argument there. One hundred percent. There's definitely no argument there. That's definitely the highlight around, boy. Um, real quick, I'm going to throw this on the screen. 
this is what we got set up for round two. You're gonna give me some quick picks. Quick Phoenix you? versus Dallas. I'm going Phoenix in five. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm about to shock the world. Dallas in seven. Oh, you're out of your mind. What's next? You're out of your mind. Dallas in seven. <laughs> you're out of um, your mind. <laughs> Warriors versus Memphis. You know what? Golden State in seven. Warriors in six. Okay, so one game apart. That's fine. Okay. I like that. Uh, Miami and Philly. Jordan beat out? Yeah. Anyway, you should quickly. 5-1. Miami and four. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miami and five, I'll say. Come on, man. James Harden get you one. Milwaukee versus Boston. This is the toughest I'm going with Boston in seven. <sighs> Shout out, Boston. I know Raptors fans are not supposed to like Boston, but... I know I'm, I'm a big KD fan. You know that. I love Kevin Durant, but uh-huh. I know this is going this is going to haunt him. But I've been saying it for a while. Giannis is the best player on the planet, and he about to show y'all. I don't need Chris Middleton. I don't need. I don't need nobody. Just nah, give me crazy. the ball, and I'm gonna dominate. And I it's think not I'm gonna take Milwaukee in six. Oh, okay. That's the hot take. Hey, we got to write that down. <laughs> and you know I'm a big Boston, not a big Boston yeah. Celtics fan, but I'm a fan of this Boston Celtics team. And I'm going to still take Milwaukee in six. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, man. I'm going Boston in seven. Am I wild for that? Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be wild. I think which which one of my picks is crazier, the Dallas and Phoenix or the Milwaukee and Boston? Definitely definitely Dallas and Phoenix. Watch when Luka, Luka, Luka finna get this done in seven. No, nah, we got the wing defenders. I know we got a wing defender. So I got to throw something crazy out there. I no, I get it, Jamar. I get it. You could have, you could have maybe said Miami in seven, <laughs> and I would have been like, oh, but I thought Joel's hurt. That's crazy, but you went way left, bro. <laughs> oh, hey man, Luca, Luca's gonna do it for me, man. Luca's gonna do it for me. <laughs> nah, I don't, um, I don't doubt you, Jamar, man. This was fun, brother. Hey, Twitter, Instagram. Hooper's Paradise. Check the ticker below. You seen that this front at the top of the show. Subscribe, like. We out here. Brought to you by what, Jamar? What we brought to you by? Immunity Productions, baby. Ah, uh, shout out our first sponsor. We here. We outside. Please follow, like, comment, repost. We Pay attention. We got a lot of we got a lot of cool things coming for the community. A lot of cool things dropping clothing wise. Keep for keep sure. watching out, man. For sure. But we appreciate all and all the support, man. Hey, we are outside. <laughs> all right. Peace and love. We out.